2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number one of the Kiss of Death podcast, the official Rockets podcast for the Fan First Sports Network. I'm one of the co-hosts, Mike Brown, that my dude Parker Ainsworth is filling (laughs) in tonight for Jeremy Brenner. Jeremy is on uh, draft coverage for another site, but not to worry, Parker, you are here. You are ready to fill in. It's always a pleasure to see you, have you on the show. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. I'm a little nervous. Um, kind I'm of gonna a big
2: vomit. night. I'm going to vomit. I swear <laughs> to God, I've never vomited live on a podcast before, but I'm going to do it tonight. Like, I'm just, I'm ready. I, I don't even know how to describe tonight.
3: Yeah, and I feel, you See, like, vomit. Like, I'm like, I could vomit or like cry like the, tonight tonight's the, a lot of options and i don't know that it's positive or negative changes any of the options
2: <laughs> yeah like i, I i'm I, I hurt all over i mean i just got home from the gym i had a nice dinner i'm just saying like tonight uh, very exciting first of all we got to let the people know what happened why we're here jeremy brenner and i we are still affiliated uh indirectly with the dream shake uh so we are still going to publish all of our work on the thedreamshake.com Uh, But we are also now the official Rockets podcast for Fans First Sports Network. Uh, So we're working with those guys. So we're on both. So we get the best of both worlds. Literally nothing's going to change, though, besides the name. We are now the Kiss of Death podcast, one of the greatest moments, in my opinion, Parker. I don't know where you fall with this. It's my favorite moment in Rockets history is the Kiss of Death.
3: So I'm young, so I feel like I lost the nervousness part of it, right? Like, the, oh, yeah. I think a, a fan that was live and, like, understand what was happening, um, it's certainly, like, one of the more badass moments to look back at, right? Like, oh, man.
2: <laughs> That's back when, like, basketball to me was fun and competitive and guys wanted to fight each other in the parking lot. Like, that doesn't happen now. Guys don't fight in the parking lot. I think the closest we got was when the Rockets wanted to fight the Clippers in the, in the tunnels. At what was
3: Staples Center? Um, we're still calling it Staples Center. We're not.
2: Oh no, I don't call it crypto. No, there's, there's no such thing as like crypto. Uh, so let's get down to it. The reveal is 13 minutes and 12 seconds. So what Parker and I are going to do? We're going to talk rockets for the next 13 or so minutes. Might sneak in a little thing about uh, Houston Cougar basketball. Uh, we, <laughs> might have to. Uh, but we're also going to talk. We're going to announce the picks live here on the podcast. We're recording. Show will be out tonight right after, so you guys will be able to check it out. We appreciate everybody checking in. This is the way we're going to do shows from now on, is we're going to do live Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, the whole kitten and caboodle. Uh, so we are uh, certainly back up and running. All of our great fans, Parker, they are so excited you were doing the show. Um, so let's just get down to it. The second greatest Rocket uh, in history. He's going to return to the Rockets this offseason, yes?
3: I'm intrigued. Um, I can't tell if it's a leverage player what he's doing, um, but James Harden come back to the Rockets be interesting. I'm a two years guy. I'm like a one and one, or maybe even a two. Hey, what's up, Go Cougs? Um, even hard. a maybe even a two and one. Uh, maybe we get the team option for the third or something. Because I will say that like depending on how tonight goes and stuff, like the trajectories could be different. But I could I could use a guy that gets 11 assists tonight, <laughs> right? Like oh, yeah. like oh. give me that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. So here's the thing. My buddy Ryan, one of the best Rockets fans I know. uh, Yeah, they did fire Doc Rivers today, too, which I saw that coming a mile away because here's a shock. Doc can't get it done in the playoffs. Um, That whole series to me with Harden is not on James Harden. They don't even make it to a game six. No. Or or sorry, to a game seven without Harden. He literally won them two of those games. Uh, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey. P.J. Tucker, those guys did nothing in that series. And Joel Embiid got off scot-free, in my opinion, uh, in that Game 7. I mean, he sucked Game 7. But everybody wants to hate Harden because that's the fun thing to do is to hate it's James easy. Harden. It's yeah. just It's so lazy to me. And the argument here, Parker, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay, because I don't think you and I have ever had this discussion. James Harden, this is the first time in his career – ever since becoming a superstar, that he's played alongside a fellow superstar in his prime. He never did it with the Rockets. He never did it with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's best years were in Orlando. Mm He never did it with Chris Paul. Chris Paul's best years, New Orleans and the Clippers. He never did it with Russell Westbrook. His best years were in Oklahoma City before Harden became a superstar. So the hate this guy gets is so unbelievably unwarranted the way I see it, but I could be wrong.
3: I... I see, I see it similar. I would say that there was a weird, like, the Chris Paul of 2018 was a whole different thing than Chris Paul of 2019, which, to be fair, was also a whole different thing than Chris Paul of 2020. He had, like, a weird, like, prog- progress is, and, I guess, also then regress is not linear. Um, but he, he was great in 2018, but he was not, like, 2016 or 2014 Chris Paul like he would have been in L.A. Uh, people forget, like, he put out triple doubles and, like, Pushed Kobe when he was kind of a one man show in New Orleans. Remember, like, yeah. like he was, he was oh, the real deal. Um, I think the interesting thing about the Harden catching so much flack is he seems to be kind of the only person that triumvirate with he Doc and Embiid that kind of owned like, you know, I need to be better, right? Like, like, like Embiid was talking about his teammates, and Doc was yeah. talking about I think I still got gears in my contract. What's the big deal? Like, I, I would like left that series in the post game stuff having less respect for them. And the national thing, I think, was kind of opposite. Now, admittedly, I've rooted for Harden very, very hard for the next like you know eight, last eight years or whatever. He was a Houston person, but um, I've I left that thinking a whole lot better um, about him than the other two guys. And I don't think he's catching the same kind of. I think he's catching more strays, I guess.
2: No, I totally, dude. Look, I totally agree. And I think the news today about uh, Doc Rivers getting fired, I think Monty Williams getting fired in Phoenix was shocking to me. Like that was that was shocking. We're kind of pivoting here because we do have nine minutes until literally the first whoever's minute. watching right now, whoever's watching right now has never seen somebody throw up live on a podcast before. <laughs> like, I genuinely don't think it's ever been done, but I think it might be done here because either way, like you just tweeted it, uh, look, very proud to be Jewish, but I don't care what religion I have to adopt for the next 12 minutes. If it lands us the next, if it lands the number one pick in the draft, I mean, I'm good, Parker. Like, I really am. Uh, But I want to talk about, I want to get your thoughts on Udoka real quick because I think the guy is the real deal. I know he was only a coach for, a head coach for only one year, but he played in the league, led the Celtics to a title. My first question to you, well, that's my first question, is how do you feel about him? But my second is, if you could have your choice at this point, if you were the Rockets, would you take Udoka, Monty Williams, or Doc Rivers, or uh, Bootenholzer.
3: So I should preface, I guess, by saying, assuming they did their due diligence and all the stuff that went poorly in Boston, and that it's all, like, as clean as it appears to be. Um, I I really think that he was the best coach on the market. Um, my I I didn't really think he'd come to Houston. I thought having just been to the NBA Finals, he'd go to someone more finals ready. Yeah. Um, and so I was talking about, like, I want Sam Cassell. I want like I was thinking about like what great assistant coaches are out there because um, I'm not. I wasn't as high on Nick Nurse as others. I wasn't as high on Frank Vogel as others. I guess at our, at that time, Budenholzer had not been fired yet, and um, Doc Rivers had not been fired yet. But I I would take Udoko for both them too. Um, I I just didn't assume he'd come here. Did you think he'd realistically look here?
2: Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah, shout out to the co-host Jeremy Brenner. Um, look. If you were Fritita, and I'm not a Fritita guy, that, that is no that I don't I don't hold that back, whatever. I hate him as an owner. I give him credit. He opened up the pocketbook for this move. And I think that the Rockets at the time when they locked him up, they were the best situation to me. I thought they mm-hmm. were a better situation than Toronto. I think the roster's younger. I think they have a bigger war chest at this point between draft picks and money. Now, the big question to me is are they going to spend that money? How do you spend that money this offseason? The grand prize out there is Jalen Brown. He's under contract for another year. The Celtics win the title. He's not going anywhere. They're going to re-sign him this offseason. They'd be stupid not to. Then the question becomes, what do the Rockets do? If, let's, and it all depends on tonight, because if they land Scoot Henderson tonight, they're not going after Harden. How would going after James Harden make any sort of sense if you get Scoot Henderson? It doesn't. So then that opens it up. Do you go after Chris Middleton? You have 14 forwards already on this team. Why would you want Chris Middleton?
3: It, just, well, it, it doesn't make sense. I think the deal is if you got Harden Anscoot, and Scoot and Jalen, you're going really small and you're already kind of small in the front court, too, right? right? When you have, like, I mean, Al Print, for all his strengths, is not a giant. And Jabari could be a small ball five, but is really a four. Um, you could yeah, arguably
2: so, move Jabari to the three, too, depending on who yeah. you get.
3: And we're going to so, break that
2: down when we get the pick. Because we'll know yeah. tonight. If they draft first or second, we know who they're taking.
3: Yeah I, I, yeah, I feel fairly confident about that. I think the Brandon Miller stuff's all smoke. Um, if, At the two pick, I should say. I think the Brandon Miller stuff's all smoke. Um, oh, it has to be. The, but I say that to say that, like, I don't know that it's worth it to go small right now. I mean, you're seeing what Anthony Davis is doing to small lineups. Um, Too small? Yeah, it, 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 he's tearing them apart because he's a big that actually plays out there. Um, So – You know, I would imagine if they go scoot, then they're looking at more like, you know, one of those Fords. Do you find I mean, I'm not paying Tobias Harris what Philadelphia is, but do you find somebody in that positional mold, a three, four guy to have two, three, four guys out there um, or something like that? Um, you know, if, if these teams are tearing it down, does Toronto have some of those bodies out there? Because Toronto, if, t- if they tear it down, they've got a bunch of six seven, six eight type guys, right? But they don't so. need them
2: though. That's the price. See, and the thing is, what's so fascinating, Parker, about the draft tonight is if they draft Victor Wenbanima, which we flip the desk, we party in the streets without clothes <laughs> on, like, all of those things yeah, are yeah. going to happen tonight if they get the number one pick. But let's, let's talk about there's four minutes and 40 seconds until the, the lottery. The big question to me is: If they draft Vic, what do you do with Alper and Shang-Goon? Because again, I'm not high on Shangguan either. Shangguan is not my guy. Jeremy's much higher on Shangguan than I am, and he loves him. I-, I don't because I don't think he fits the modern day what you need if you don't have a traditional center, which Victor Wembanyama is not the traditional center. You know, so yeah. what are you going to do? Are you going to play Vic and Shangguan? Because that doesn't make any sense to me.
3: I so. Because they're both so young, I could see it. The deal is is like, Shangun would still have to cover the other team's center because Vic would probably be more likely than the two to cover the other team's power forward, right, as far as mobility standpoint goes. Right. Um, you know, I, I think the deal would be is that you may start both but only play Shangoon 25 minutes, right? Like, kind of almost like Kevon Looney or something. And, and I don't know that that's good for him or Houston, right? Is that more of a... More of a yeah, Lewis Brown, I guess, pointing out like, do you trade Shingoon after half a season of showing off how well he can play the yes. four? Right? Yes, you do because he is coveted. Other teams like him, right? Like, so you could realistically get something back, get some depth, get a veteran or two, like add something to the team in a real way.
2: See, because if they go, if they get Victor Wynn Bonima, all of a sudden, Parker, this team realistically you're gonna you're gonna have to go after Harden. I I think I, it just makes too much sense because. Whether this, whether this is a true statement or not, in my opinion, if you draft Victor Wenbanyama, your title window opens. And what I mean by that is when you have a generational talent, and I keep looking over there because the TV's over there. I got one
3: um, right so here, yeah. Stage,
2: <laughs> your title window opens as soon as you draft him because he's a type of talent that does not come around every 10 years. People are saying he's the best – uh draft prospect since LeBron James. That That's not... There are legitimate writers out there saying whoever gets this kid, this is it. This is as good as it's going to get. And Oklahoma City has our pick starting next year every other year. This is the year for the Rockets. With the two and what, the 19th or 20th pick, make your move. If you get Vic, you go all in.
3: Yeah, and I think the other thing about Victor Wimanyama is like, so by my count on Stat Muse here, it looks like you know, there's been less than thirty players. It's like twenty-eight players, I'm counting right. I teach history, not math, but it it looks like twenty-eight players have been an on an all NBA team by their third season. Yep. I Victor there's no reason to expect anything less. Like there have been twenty-eight other guys do this, and he is one of the best prospects to ever play this game. Right. So you're theoretically adding an all NBA team guy in the next three years. It would be a disservice to him, to the rest of your team, to the franchise. To not start pulling in veterans and building a contender if you draft number one overall, right? Like, you don't, you've got the, you got young guys, you got, you can check that box, you got the coach, you can check that box. You just got to go get the rest of it. Um, that, that's like fairly, like him being all NBA, barring injury, knock on wood in the first couple of seasons is like, seems like a no no brainer.
2: No, it's, look, it's a no brainer. Greg, guys, a great question. Is there more hype with Vic than the year Odin and Durant were drafted? I think so. I 100% think so. Vic. They're calling Vig the next thing. I mean, the next huge thing in this league. That's
3: a funny draft reference too, because the funny thing, if you remember that, was Durant went to because people thought he'd be more likely to get injured because he was so frail and thin. And then Greg Oden broke down and played like a total of what less than hundred games, right? Like yeah, I think it was
2: seventy games
3: exactly. And so that's the ultimate irony, being that Durant (sighs) is still playing post Achilles injury, right? Um, I. I think that's probably like because Wimby strikes to me as like a seven foot four Durant type guy. I think that's probably a fair comparison. There it is. I, I think that yeah, Ryan Davis. Um, I think the more apt comparison though, as far as hype goes, is the LeBron thing. I remember it's being like, yeah. we were living in an apartment in uh, in West Austin at the time, and I remember like getting a Sports Illustrated magazine with sixteen year old LeBron on the cover, and like like that that was a buildup of two or three years. This Wimby thing has been two or three years, and that feels. Very much like in the same vein. Like I don't, Odin and Durant weren't a three year buildup. You know, that's a little different.
2: I'm going to give my official prediction before we get started because we're about to get started here. We're going to announce every pick, Parker and I, and then we're going to break down where the Rockets land, what that means for the Rockets. Here's my official prediction Charlotte is getting the number one pick, and the Rockets are going to get the number two pick. Conspiracy theorist, I don't care what you want to call it. Michael Jordan is trying to sell his majority stake in the team. The league wants to make Michael happy. Charlotte gets the number one pick in the draft. Tonight is my official prediction. Rockets get the second overall pick in Scoot Henderson. I have prepared myself for this, Parker. I've I've sat in front of the mirror and practiced my face of just being upset at the, at the lottery tonight. I am not letting my head go to the space of us getting the number one pick. I will not do it.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like I'm doing the same kind of thing where I'm preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. Um, yeah. we should probably point out, like, based on lottery odds and then when they flatten it out, Houston cannot be worse than six tonight, right? Am I wrong? It's yeah. it's the sixth at the line. Six and so if we're if we're talking through a pick, pardon us, we're we're gonna get a lot more excited at six at that six seven line about seeing where things go. <laughs> there we go.
2: Uh we've got if Charlotte gets the pick, I will wear a dress and put it on Facebook.
3: Okay, Ryan. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, you know what? Here we go. Okay, the NBA draft lottery starting now. Oh, God, Parker, I am seriously. New Orleans Pelicans with the 14th overall pick. Thank God it wasn't us. (laughs) And you know what? The NBA is going to just piss us off because they're going to get to the top five, and then they're going to go to a commercial break, and they're going to be like, we'll be right back with the top five. Toronto with the 13th overall pick. Oklahoma City with the 12th overall pick oh my god see and my buddy steve is a yankees fan of course he's going to tweet this during the lottery 86 percent chance not to get him bite me steve (laughs) orlando with the 11th overall pick now their guy doesn't seem too thrilled with that yeah the 10th overall pick in the 2023 nba draft the dallas mavericks
3: (laughs) there was conspiracy theories that their tank job would work somehow too that's a (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, rod man.
2: it doesn't look like you're getting the number one pick there sorry to burst that bubble um, i think they're gonna do the top four and then they're gonna or,
3: they're gonna utah, get down to five right oh okay. Yeah. there's utah, it's at utah at nine
2: utah it Utah's an
3: interesting team with the way they tanked but didn't tank
2: yeah unfortunately the ninth overall pick is gonna have to go live in salt lake city that can't be too much fun
3: <laughs> washington with
2: the eighth overall pick i like it i like how they put these guys up on stage and they just totally look really upset once yeah. once they get their pick. Indiana right. number seven.
3: Indiana at seven. No oh crazy upset so far, right? Oh
2: my god! If all of this comes down to the Rockets getting the sixth pick, I'm gonna woo! All right, Orlando. Orlando at six.
3: We're good. Orlando, We're good.
2: Orlando at six and eleven is interesting for them.
3: That's a really interesting. They could spot. package that to get inside. Yeah.
2: Number five, oh, thank God, goes to Detroit. Okay,
3: Detroit. All right. The oh! red. <laughs> oh,
2: look Piston, at Ben Wallace.
3: Look I have a Pistons a fan, red. a Pistons fan friend that I can see in the corner of my screen on my computer just mass texting, oh, upset. God.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> down to the top four.
3: <laughs> okay, right. so top four. So let's think about oh. top four prospects. We're looking at oh. the Thompsons, Jarvis Walker, Gokugs. Uh, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, or obviously Victor at five uh, at the number one pick. Like oh. top four is okay. We're doing all right, folks. Like that's not – those are all good basketball players. Obviously, Victor is thrilled. great.
2: Paul's, Paul's not thrilled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's got to suck for Detroit. Oh, man. To go to five? Yes. Oh. Okay. I will say this. Now I'm letting myself go to this place. First of all, episode one, Kiss of Death podcast. Fans – First Sports Network. So excited to be a part of the brand new team uh, over at Fans First Sports Network. Love you guys. Uh, we got so much fun stuff coming up. A bit. Again, big thank you to Parker Ainsworth for hopping on episode one.
3: Excited um, to do it.
2: Listen, Jarris Walker. All right. Whose house? Cook's house. Okay. Great talent. Jarris is interesting, though, because if I'm the Rockets, and we're going to talk more about the roster as soon as this is done uh me you and 53 of our friends thank you all so much for joining (laughs) us how much fun um this roster doesn't make any sense right now it's like a jigsaw puzzle where it's 20 pieces to put the puzzle the puzzle together you only have 16 of the pieces and only four of them actually fit together there's Mm -hmm. a lot of movement that's going to happen with this roster and it's all about what's about to happen in the next five minutes literally How fun like how crazy is that? That for the last three years as Rockets fans, and anybody who's gonna listen to the show who's never listened to the show before, <laughs> I'm a fan. Jeremy is more of the analytical side. He he's gonna be a lot more like he's gonna be a lot more tempered. I am fan first. Literally, that's why we're it's so good to be here because it fits what we do. Okay. Yeah. I am a fan. I'm tired of losing. I don't want to lose anymore, Parker. I'm done with it. I don't like it. I don't like losing at anything. The whole point of this thing, next year, in my, the, in my eyes, the way it works, they don't win the title. They're not doing their job. I know that may seem crazy, and, and it puts a lot of people off nowadays with the type of mentality sports is. Now, for me, it's either you win the title or you don't, period. Victor Wynn Bonium will get you closer to a title than Scoot Henderson will. Yes.
3: Um, and they both get you closer to a title than the Thompson brothers do. And that's not to say that they're not good. They're, I mean, there's a lot of really good literature out there about how good those guys are. But Scoot, it's like Victor, Big Gap, Scoot, Gap, next guy, right? Like right. whoever you have at three, um, there's a gap between Scoot and that guy. Um,
2: Ryan puts it perfectly. I mean, done being losers. Well, and, that's and what it is. We're done being losers.
3: There's also, you know, we're sitting here watching the lottery. There's also draft night. I mean, like, the draft rights aspect of this, right, where they're losing their picks next few years anyway, so there's no benefits to tanking. They're, you don't yeah. get – like, they benefit from Brooklyn tanking, but they don't benefit from tanking themselves for the next several yeah. years. And so might as well win the game. Like, there's no point in losing anymore. Might as well go for it.
2: I, yeah. And listen, when you're paying your head coach – I know we touched on it before, but you, when you're paying Ime Udoka what you're paying him, which is, I think, six to $7 million a year – That's not you taking this lightly. Good for Tillman. He opened up that Landry's piggy bank. He cracked it open. Okay, he turned in some of those, you know, poker chips that he's got in Vegas. And he went and got us a legit coach, not a lapdog in Steven Silas, who, in my opinion, was the worst head coach in the league the last three years. It's not even close. You watch this team night in and night out. This team could not play their way out of a paper bag most nights, especially defensively. And it was hard to watch. And we sat there. Previously, as the dream, Harden my take, then the dream take, and now the Kiss of Death podcast, we watch every single game. Jeremy and I together, individually, they were not good. They could not cover anybody. Parker, they could have put you and I out there. We could have done a similar job defensively.
3: I, I like your matchup in the post, too. But I think the real thing there is that, like, not me when, too. I, when I, like, watch that matchup. That Um the, So I think Steven Silas does some things better than people realize over the course of three years Fair. i think the deal is he needed he needed the team he showed up for he needed harden and russ to be the culture guys that are setting things he needed like he needed some guys that knew how to play nba basketball that he was just given a system to and he didn't have those guys he didn't no. te- he couldn't teach the growth the fundamentals those kind of things and it's almost a shame because it's probably a long time until he gets a head coaching job again and he, he like he won the right fit. He wasn't ever going to help Houston um, in this instance, but he probably has a long time before he ever gets another gig. All right, we got. They put the four of them next to each other. They did not. They put all four of them next to each other. Oh, oh my god! My they god. did.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. god. So if go. you're if you're listening in, Here they got go. all
3: four sitting next to each other while they announce the top four. Oh the goodness. Fourth
2: overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft goes to. Oh god. Oh my god. Oh. Oh my god. I'm going to vomit.
3: Wow. It's going to be Charlotte.
2: It's going to be Charlotte. Oh.
3: Charlotte got second, so San Antonio got victor. Un freaking real.
2: I told y'all. I got close. Hey. Give me credit, Parker. I got incredibly close. We're
3: okay? done with the beret. The beret's coming off.
2: You got it. Listen, listen, you got to admit, I got incredibly close on that prediction.
3: On San and freaking Tonio.
2: I'm, I'm honestly, I'm at a loss for words. And you know what, Parker? Look, okay. Let me, first of all, let me preface this. Let me preface this, okay, by saying what I'm about to say is a complete overreaction. And I'm okay with that. Because that, that, listen, we're here to give wrong emotions. This is why you don't tank. This is why you do not do this. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not
0: see. We could not, but she did. And in the end. What will I
1: become? Senwa saga Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full replacement by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website
2: for details. NBA franchises, this is why you don't tank. I, literally, Parker, am I right or am I wrong?
3: I mean, this is this a gamble. Is yeah, this is the would. deal. This Um, is
2: why you don't do this. It's because you leave it in the hands of the ping pong balls. This is so unbelievably – They listen, and you know what? The Rockets deserve this. They do. They totally deserve this by doing – listen, good friend of the show, one of, in my opinion, one of the five best players to ever play for the University of Houston at defensive end, good friend, my buddy Zeke Reiser, Okay, that's a little rude, Zeke. We'll put that up, but we're not going to let that out there. Um, (laughs) This is why you don't do this. This is why you don't look at this and say, hey, let's go suck for the next three years, and it's all going to pay off because we're all of a sudden going to get this beautiful draft pick. Like, this is what happens. You get screwed. The Rockets are screwed. What are you going to do now? What are you gonna do? You're gonna draft a guy who should probably be in prison from Alabama and Brandon Miller? You're gonna go get him? Oh,
3: so man. the the all of a sudden you start looking at what players are there. Um so frustrating. Yeah, you're looking at a whole different kind of player though. You're looking at a more traditional, and to be fair, because Victor and Scooter in this draft, the set the third and fourth pick would be more like the first and second pick in your average draft, right? Um I don't mean to say that the kid they're getting at 4 is not talented, but it is not the same, right? And tell, like thats
2: I got to tell you, if I'm the Rockets, I'm calling Charlotte cuz they already have Lonzo Ball. What do you want for 2? As what if I'm the Rockets, that's what I would do. I mean, I so, would well, would ball. you
3: That's interesting cuz they have the 20th pick overall too because they have the Clippers trade, right? Yeah. Would you give 4 and 20 for number 2 and go yes. get Scoot? In
2: 5 seconds, I do that deal
3: because because
2: what do you you're literally this is the worst case scenario if you're the Rockets and that's not a joke. This is the worst case scenario if you are the rockets. Because who's drafting at 3? I, I I blacked out for 5 seconds. Who who's drafting? Portland? Portland. Okay, so Portland Portland while well, they have Jeremy Grant, I mean, they're probably going to take Brandon Miller. They're going to take Brandon have... Miller and then Thompson. One of the Thompson kids they're going to take.
3: Yeah, I would assume they're taking So, I would assume they're taking Brandon Miller. Yeah, um, I would say from the from a height length perspective, um,
2: I, I told them I told them today. Ryan and I worked together. I told them it wasn't happening. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. Or, okay, I, I I gotta be totally. So honest.
3: this is total. I mean, I have my s- stuff on. This is total coogs hat though. Ooh. Does Jairus stay in Houston? Do you take Jairus at four? Well, what do you um, do?
2: Well, that's interesting. What do you do? You move Jabari to the three, Jairus at the four. and, and... Yeah,
3: and then, I mean, the, defining the positions, I guess they're both forwards to me. Because um, I guess without his shoes on, Jairus came in at like almost six seven. So I was a little shorter than I advertised. Um, he said Paul, we he's, need tomorrow. He's, he's Paul Millsap.
2: <laughs> like, I look, I like Jairus Walker a lot. For me, he's he's Paul Millsap. I like Paul Millsap. a serviceable type of guy. I, I wouldn't hate... Jairus Walker at four. I think if you're going to do that, i probably move back a couple spots. I don't know. I I don't know what to say, dude. I mean, I'm at a loss. I mean, I really am, which isn't good for a podcast. But they got it. They're getting a genuine reaction. Screw, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Screw you, Tillman. This is on Tillman. This is 100% on Tillman and Raphael Stone. The way I see it, you put your fan base through hell the last three years. That's not, that's not an over-exaggeration. In the world of sports, the last three years, if you're a Rockets fan, has been hell. The best thing that they've had at a Rockets game in the last three years is that goofy hot dog that they had with chili and cheese and Fruit Loops on it. <laughs>
3: Did you actually eat one of those? <laughs> I, actually ha- I actually have one. I mean, it was,
2: it was hot garbage. Um, but, I mean, literally, this is the worst-case scenario because they don't have their pick next year. It has to go to Oklahoma City you have udoka Again. to me now uh, well, okay so let me ask you put your your gm hat on parker let's say the first three picks in the the first three picks in the draft are brandon miller scoot henderson and Victor Wambanima. what do you do it for would you trade it or would you draft somebody
3: wait you said brandon miller's third
2: miller goes third
3: um I mean, I'm I'm like you. I'm calling Charlotte about two. I think they're more likely to get off of two because they have a point guard. Um, they think a point guard of the future, right? And frankly, in the same way that the second pick boosts their value, the two the four and twenty, like a pair of picks in the first round would also um if they don't come off the two pick and I have to pick at four, I I'm big on the college process and not the overtime elite process. And so I'm thinking Jairus. Um, I don't know that I trade back because I do see value in the top four, five, six area that I don't see at like eight, nine, 10, 11. Um, but I, I think I'd take Jairus over like, uh, you know, Anthony Black is at nine or something. Like, I don't think I'd go back and get that guy either. Um, man, that's a whole different thing all of a sudden, though. It's a whole different set of questions. So if you're looking at this from your perspective, like you you've been adamant this whole time, you hate the tanking. You hate all of it. Do you Do you trade the picks for players? Do you swap picks and go get some body with them?
2: Yes. I mean, <laughs> look, the the pie in the sky is Jalen Brown. Because look around the league right now, and there are going to be names that are going to be available closer to the season, closer to free agency in, in about a month. The best free agent available is Chris Middleton. You have guys already that are – basically Chris Middleton, lesser version, but you hope that they can turn into yeah, that's fair. a Chris Middleton. You're not going to go get Russell Westbrook. No. Like Harden on this roster all of a sudden doesn't do much for me at this point. Like Harden only made sense for me if you got Vic because you needed a pass-first point guard. Now you have no point guard. And to be honest with you, Parker, you have no center. That's the trade to me. If I'm going to trade for a guy, it's DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix if they're mm. ready to get rid of DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix I'm ready to go aboard that DeAndre Ayton train right now that's yeah that, that's the guy him and Jalen Brown
3: there there, I was saying, there's a handful of teams that very well could be stripping it all down right whether it's I guess Golden State but I don't necessarily want their older folks I, like they're Hall of Famers I just don't want them I would take um, a
2: flyer on Kaminga and, and if, they, State. if they'd include them I,
3: I'd be surprised if they include the young guys but I guess they might right um it, the teams that are breaking themselves down, they were going to be – Toronto will be stripping it down. You mentioned Phoenix. I imagine they're close to stripping it down. Um, I hmm. – yeah, is it, man. Like, is, does Milwaukee – what does Milwaukee do? Because they're not going to strip it down with Giannis there for a while, but, like, they see, have to think, change something up.
2: See, I think they're getting Dylan Brooks. I think Dylan Brooks is going to Milwaukee because yeah. uh, he's done in Memphis. But, look, that's a guy that, in the right situation, I love Dylan Brooks on this team, too. Hundred
3: percent. Oh, I mean, he's a. I don't. Texas I don't know. Fire. Yeah, Texas he's Fire. like a. He's like the Pat Beverly kind of thing. Where like there will be nights where he his energy helps a lot. Um, I, I don't. I mean said he can't help out. I just I don't know that I want him on this roster. Um, because he's not a point. And he's I don't need him taking two guard minutes.
2: This reeks of. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna go sign that clown Austin Reeves from the Lakers is what they're going to do.
3: Oh, they're going to overpay off three.
2: This, this honestly, this honestly, and everybody used to make fun of me because I hate Alex Caruso. When the Rockets lost to Caruso in the bubble, it didn't get any worse for me than that moment.
3: Oh, uh, yeah.
2: Nobody over six foot allowed in the shop tomorrow. Shout out to uh, Solis Casa de Tacos, the best tacos here in the city of Houston. Um, <laughs> there, this reached to me of the overpay for Ryan Anderson. When the Rockets have to overpay middle, uh, middling talent in the league, too much money to come here. That's what this reeks of to me, because look again, positives. Let's look on the positive side a little bit. You did get Udoka massive get for this team, massive get for this organization. I like Jalen green. I don't love Jalen green yet. I like him. I don't love him. Um, KPJ is not a point guard. Move him to the, to be your sixth man. You're go get, your bucket getter off the bench. Love Tari Eason. I like Shangun. I don't love him. I would send him to the bench and get a real center. I like Jabari. I like KJ Martin. What can you do to get who's that guy? Who's that Harden mm-hmm. that the Rockets got when they got him as the sixth man? You know, it could be worse. We could be Pistons fans right now. I got a couple Pistons fans in the family. We're gonna have to talk about that. Out there, <laughs> um, but that's yeah, the question: that's Is there a sixth man out there? Is it Cam Johnson or, uh, like, uh, yeah, Cam Johnson or Mikhail yeah. Bridges?
3: Um. Oh, the funny thing is, I th- I wonder if Mikhail Bridges would start at the three for this team. Um. I don't. I don't. Hmm. I don't. I'd probably be looking for more of a starter and move. Um kpj or move shangun to the bench like you mentioned as a six man i think kpj has got the ability to be the best six man in the league i really do um i and i don't mean that pejorative like he can't start the best six man in the league typically can start for half the teams right i just think that's that's uh, like having a, a unit that he can run and orchestrate um and then being able to play off as a second guy in the first unit when he comes in um i'm looking already though i went ahead to guys that are free agents 2024 if you're looking to trade for guys and, like, who could you realistically – because, like, they're more likely to get traded because they only have a year left on their deal or whatever. Um, Jalen Brown, obviously, is, like, to me, the best guy on that list. He's not quite going to be 28, um, and he'd be – he's got one year left, and if they don't win at all, I guess it could change, but he's getting paid. Um, what do you think about, like
2: – I like Siakam.
3: I about to say, like, a lengthy, <sighs> switchable forward like Siakam They've got Chris Middleton listed taller than I guess I realized he was, but he's also a little bit older. Um, But
2: Middleton's going to be locked up because Middleton's going to get his deal this offseason. Theoretically, Uh, yeah. By the way, if you're a Rockets fan, do not go to Twitter right now because the timeline is in shambles. It is. It's 100% in shambles. (laughs) Yeah. Which it should be, Parker, because, again, fans first, Sports Network, the fan, right, I've been telling you all this, For the last two years, what Parker is illustrating right now, very well, I might add, is the fact that you don't leave these things to chance. There is nothing in free agency that makes this team that much better. It just isn't. And there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to get those guys. You have to trade. You have to go to a team and you have to say, what do you want for a guy like Jalen Brown? If they don't win the title this year, you're a Rockets fan. Root against the Celtics as hard as you possibly can root for any one of the other three teams to win the title. Cause then you have a shot at Jalen Brown. The writing is on the wall. You can go get Jalen Brown.
3: Yeah. the And the interesting thing there is like, mm, I, I don't know what else you're really hoping for as far as that 2024 class. So you'd be theoretically trading for a year. We're left on the contract this summer. Um, because a lot of the names are guys that are like 32 and over. Um, like or they're guys that are still kind of projects. Like Markel Fultz is still, for all you know, a project player in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Christoph Porzingis isn't quite a project player, but he is a guy that I don't know if I'm going after right now. No, right?
0: No.
3: Um,
2: he's played for nine teams in the league. Porzingis is sucks. When I say sucks, Parker, he does. I, I use that term very loosely. He's whatever. Like he's a, he's whatever. He's a turkey sandwich with no you know cheese or dressing on it. You know, that's what he is. It's nice, but
3: it's a yeah. joke. He, well, he certainly, like, is not someone from an injury perspective you feel like you're relying on. No. Um, God, this is a gut punch in a lot of ways because – In every way. But, well, and, like, at least at three, I could tell myself they had their own choice in it. Now at four, you're kind of beholden to whatever Portland wants to do at three, right? Like, they could fall in love with – uh, I'm in Thompson. Um, they could fall and, and just like, but if he goes off the board at three, there's Brandon Miller or vice versa or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. This is a, this is a struggle bus kind of moment. I, it could. I don't mean to say it couldn't be worse. We could have been drawn at six. I know Detroit fans are sitting there saying like, shut up, stop complaining.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
3: five um but man yeah
2: no, this, this is honestly I mean look I'm, I'm looking at the timeline right now and we'll go we'll go for about five more minutes um everyone's saying trade up to two I mean trade up to two makes a lot of sense because the two teams in front of you Portland and uh Portland and uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's Charlotte. Two. they both have point guards. That's a good point that I just realized that you have Damian Lillard. Look, I, do you want Damian Lillard on this team? If you were the Rockets, would you make a move for Damian Lillard? That's an interesting name to me. Oh, that, gets, some- that gets my attention.
3: Well, and, like, the interesting thing there would be I still think of Damon Lillard as, like, he killed us and like, he he ended the series uh, in 2014, right? Was that 2014? Um,
2: uh, 13 or 14, yeah. Yeah,
3: somewhere in that window, right? Um, early, hardened window. I mm, I will say, though, that to me, I don't think you need to spend all the money this summer for Houston. That's one thing. It's, like, you can, you can like, wait till you find the right free agent because um, I don't know that there's the same kind of hurry. Yeah. Um, I that, will...
2: That's the problem, Parker. I, hold on. I, I want to address that. I don't agree with you because you got to do something. You, you, can't, you can't have, in my opinion, you cannot have that mentality. of We'll do it again next year. You know, no problem. You know, Jeremy and I got into that all the time because I would fight him verbally on that. Like, find something to spend your money on. Get this team better. I don't care what it is. I don't even care who it is at this point anybody yeah I I, I I don't care i it
3: think doesn't... my thing on spending all the money becomes like you don't need to there's no like there's no expectation that you win next year right um and so like you're spending it more like why is it gonna spend it on debt you can spend it on this spend on that whereas like if you'd get if you got someone you want to win next year with you need to go get the superstar splashy name um you might be more likely to gamble on 27 year old kid 28 year old kid as opposed to that um, I will say though that there's no point in like, so there's the salary cap, and then there's the you know the luxury tax and all that kind of stuff. While well, they might not go on luxury cap or into the uh, luxury tax part yet, like there's no there's no reason not to spend up to the cap line right now, right? Um, I might not spend it on a six year deal because why would you spend it on a six year deal? But that's fair. Um, that's I would I could spend it the next couple years. Pardon the sun's interesting too. Um, I. Hmm, I'm still trying to figure out who they take it for, but I guess the truth is is that if we're going to trade 4 and 20 to get up to 2, we know who they're taking there. I If Charlotte takes that deal, I don't know why Houston wouldn't do it. Um, Listen,
2: the world is not ready for a T-Mac comeback. I didn't even want T-Mac here to begin with. Okay, Austin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you were a, a Steve Francis guy?
2: I love Stevie Francis. Mike would rather, Mike would rather go back to finishing 500, being a 7-8 seed and getting bounced in the first round than ever gamble on the lottery again. Interesting. Well, it's an issue. That's an issue That's an interesting take, because I don't, I don't know. Seven and I, eight. You go on a run. What are the, what were the Lakers this year? Lakers were what? The, Lakers were
3: seven. Heat seven. were eight. Um, I will say to be fair, and while Lakers seven, Heat eight, kind of like makes that point feel kind of odd this year. Um, interesting. That keeping your own lottery pick the next couple of years, we started off the show with saying, is not necessarily wise because. The odds are the picks going to Phoenix anyway, right? Uh, or uh, the to Oklahoma City, I mean. Um, and so you're kind of hoping that Brooklyn ends up being bad. You you get their first pick
2: you um, more more often
3: than not, um, and it's not up to us anymore. So
2: <laughs> never liked Wimby anyway. Delete all my comments prior to this one. <laughs> That's pretty funny, um, Parker. Tonight was a lot of fun. We didn't throw up on the show, which was a little upsetting. I just. I'm so upset. Like I'm I hate it. But this is all this is why I love sports and this is why I hate sports. It's the highs and the lows and you know what the most important thing is that we don't have to be fans of Texas A&M. That's that's positive.
3: <laughs> we don't have to be fans of Texas A&M. That's I, very very true right now.
2: I, I had to I had to throw that in there. Uh let the people know you're involved in 300 different things. You got your work everywhere. Let the the people know where we can find you
3: yeah the most consistent thing obviously i'm on twitter at pains 512 and then i host locked on cougs for locked on podcast network every day um houston cougar content every weekday um i guess tomorrow we'll probably actually be talking about where does jres walker go how does this you know shake out where marcus sasser ends up that kind of stuff um if you're a houstonian and you know like alt mccaskill that whole thing got settled tonight he is going to colorado so we'll talk about that some this week um Lots to talk about on the Cougs. Now we go to yes, lots talking the Astros too. I guess too, whoever that was. Um, yeah, lots to talk about on the Cougs. So find me at of Five and Two. Locked on Cougs wherever you get your podcast.
2: My man, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Brown underscore twenty twenty. Follow my co-pilot Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. Uh, the new platform for the Kiss of Death podcast is the Fans First Sports Network at Fans First S N. We'll also be posting all of the podcasts at the Dream Shake, at Dream Shake SBN. So many places you can find the podcast. We're going to get it up here in about an hour. Uh, I am completely devastated, and I'm going to go get a tub of ice cream and eat the entire damn thing. Parker, let's do it again (laughs) very soon, my friend. I appreciate you again for stepping in, and uh, we'll talk soon.
3: For sure, man. Go Cougs. Talk to you soon. Absolutely.
2: Bye.